Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 4th. Wanted to get a market update to you. We're going to start with the variables that we continue to monitor uh, affecting global uh, production. Starting with the war in Ukraine, uh, there's been no positive progress there. Uh, in fact, uh, with the surprise visit by Nancy Pelosi over the weekend, uh, U.S. Um, continued its support of Ukraine, both financially and militarily all but guaranteeing that this war will remain uh, protracted and ultimately probably leading to uh, destruction of Ukraine infrastructure as Russia's resolve continues to be strong as well. We're hearing more and more reports of grain infrastructure getting destroyed, elevators, railroads, things of that nature. Uh, and so it's, it's basically going to take this inventory that Ukraine is sitting on and keep it locked up in their country, unfortunately. Uh, South American weather, it continues to progress uh, toward the negative side of production. Um, analysts are coming out now with uh, their first drop in Safrina corn crop production, somewhere in the 5 to 7 million metric ton loss. So, um, you know, again, no help uh, out of South America uh, on the supply side. And in here in the United States, we've suffered with some very cold, very wet start to this uh, spring planting that has us now at record low uh, planted acres for this time of year. We have to go all the way back to 2013 um, on corn to be this far behind. And now the extended models are calling for more rain and cooler weather for the Dakotas. And some analysts are talking about two to three million acres of prevent plant corn in the Dakotas, which of course is not going to help the corn balance sheet for next year either. Uh, on the demand side, ethanol uh, saw a big pop in margins last week of about 30 to 40 cents, so no demand destruction there. Um, feed demand remains the same. Um, no changes there as the revenue side is keeping pace with um, with the increases in prices. Uh, the only sector, again, that continues to suffer is the beef side. And unfortunately for them, with no feed available, they're forced to have pushed cattle into the feed yards and unfortunately keeping demand for corn very strong through the summer at the moment. Export business remains relatively stout as the realization of those crop losses in Brazil on the beans has kept China in our soybean market along now with the realization that the war in Ukraine will ultimately uh, keep them out of the corn market, keep them out of the vegetable oil market. And we've seen record high soybean oil, palm oil, sunflower and canola oil prices. So the reality of the food inflation is just now starting to wait, work its way through the supply chain. And we're seeing record high prices uh, at the grocery store. And now uh, a number of countries rationing the amount of vegetable oil you can buy at one time. For cotton, the story's a little bit different. We're probably going to see an increase in cotton acres as the price continues to incentivize more plantings. Um, we're, going, we're starting to see some demand destruction uh, in, in form of slowing export sales and slowing mill use globally. So many analysts feel that number is now grossly overstated. The demand side is. 
export shipments continue to lag, so it's likely that we will miss the USDA target by at least a half a million bales, possibly three quarters of a million bales, and it'll be just up to the USDA as far as when they want to put that through the balance sheet. Um, the the story continues to be the size and scale of the mill short caught on the July contract. That is what uh, I, th I believe continues to drive this volatility to levels that seemed you know, virtually impossible three, four, six months ago. But I think that volatility will be with us until the July contract expires toward the end of June. Uh, that also is the same time frame where we will have the final handle on West Texas planted acres. Right now, it's a very dire situation. No improvement on the horizon is expected, um, but the planting date is uh, June 5th through June 10th, and then the insurance dates for that come a week or two after that. So we'll have a very firm resolution on the West Texas acreage, planted acreage story uh, by the end of June as well. So I think uh, between the mill short and the planted acreage story, cotton will have extreme volatility over the next 60 days, giving us a chance to add to our put position, rolling those positions up and protecting ourselves against um, you know, the bottom falling out of this once this mill short is gone on the July contract. Moving forward now on... Um, you know, the, the variables that are coming at us. Um, we have the Fed meeting this afternoon where the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates somewhere between a half a point and three quarters of a point. There are some outliers uh, looking for a full point. I, I don't think that's likely. I think the Fed will be uh, conservative, remain conservative, and, and only raise a half a point. And that is pretty well priced into the market. In fact, the market is expecting a half a point increase in the next three or four meetings. Um, you've seen the 10-year interest rate now uh, move from 1.5% uh, to now over 3%. 30-year fixed mortgages are now over 5%. So um, the, the, the Fed and their aggressive action on interest rates, I believe at this point, is fully priced into the market. We also have a USDA report coming at us on May 12th. That's next week, Thursday. And of course, there are all kinds of open-ended questions around that report. We will get their first estimate on next year's balance sheets, um, bringing into question you know, several issues uh, related to plantings. You know, will the delay in plantings force their hand to walk away from uh, a record trendline yield or not? Um, will they lower South American corn production? Will they lower uh, Ukraine corn and wheat exports again? And then, of course, with the um, accelerated soybean sales and corn sales in the United States, will they lower old crop corn and bean carryouts, ultimately making this year's carryout tighter and quite possibly next year's? Uh, my guess is that the USDA will continue to do what they do best, and that is manage the message and not get too bearish or too bullish um, and try to keep this thing managed uh, as best they can, even though the private sector, private analysts are looking for a much, much tighter old crop carryout on corn and beans. 
uh, and, a, and a very tight situation next year, even with trend line yields. Um, so we'll, we'll see what they come out with. But that will be a market mover late next week and maybe contributing to the malaise in the market as no one wants to get too excited until we get past that USDA report. Then we will have to deal with U.S. weather and Canadian weather. Uh, we've already had a, a pretty problematic start with plantings, um, but that's only part of the story. Uh, we'll have to deal with this weather over the next 30 days as it will guide our final estimate on planted acres. The next big story will, of course, be yield and what can we expect for U.S. crop yields. That story won't be known until June or July when we have to deal with what is expected to be a, a possible drought scenario in the Western Corn Belt and its impact on, uh, on the balance sheet. So we, we have volatility that will remain in this market for at least another 60 days, probably 90 days. Uh, the supply side overall, globally, and in the U.S. remains stressed. Okay, We're just not getting the weather we need to calm everybody's nerves on the supply side. At the same time, demand remains strong. Uh, it is keeping pace with these high prices. So here we are with $8 corn, um, $17 beans, and demand is remaining very strong. Most of the commercial entities I talk to cannot believe that we're keeping pace here. So it's got everybody on edge. Cotton, um, on the other hand, we're starting to see some demand destruction, uh, but this uh, mill short is pretty much the dominant feature in the market. The global balance sheets for grain remain record tight, and uh, it remains my view that the only way out is demand rationing. And so I remain hyper-focused on that side of the balance sheet as the only resolution we have right now to get through the next year. And there is, at this point, little to no demand rationing. And so um, for though that reason, I remain bullish. And I know it's wrought with anxiety. There are a lot of you out there right now that are stressed out, and I get that. We're dealing with record high grain prices. We've got our inputs in uh, priced into most of these crops, but my job is to do my best to not get emotional about um, a particular price. My job is to figure out uh, what fair value is, and I think we're a ways away from fair value. So with that, I'm going to remind you of our marketing targets here. I think old crop corn is headed above $9. I think December new crop corn is headed to 820 so somewhere above $8, we will hit uh, the market with another round of sales. And then I'm expecting uh, December of 23 to ultimately test $7.30. For soybeans, I'm still expecting a test of $19 on old crop beans. $16.20 remains my target on November of 22. And $15 remains my target on November of 23 where we will move to 40% sold on soybeans at that point. <clears throat> For wheat, uh, ultimately I think old crop wheat here will have uh, a final blow-off move to that $13 to $14 area where we will finish out sales for this year. And then new crop for 23, I expect could test $12 uh, where we will put our first 
round of heavy sales on for 23 wheat. For cotton, um, last week's bearish breakdown in the charts was a complete fakeout. Uh, it sucked in some selling um, and ultimately has recovered. And old crop, uh, at this point, we've satisfied that target, that Fibonacci retracement, up to $1.55, and for anybody that has any old crop cotton, of course, you know, at this point, uh, these are incredibly high prices and we should be pretty, pretty well sold up on old crop cotton. For new crop, um, we are using this advance higher in new crop cotton. Ultimately, I think we're headed to test $1.30. We should continue to buy puts and move those puts up, roll them higher and higher. Okay, that's the update. Appreciate your time. Have a wonderful week. Again, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.